Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. As uh, always, I am Stephen Henderson, your host, and thanks for tuning in. You can join WDET Sandra Swoboda at the Freep Film Festival for the Michigan premiere of Dark Money, which is a political thriller, on Sunday, April 15th at noon. Swoboda will moderate a conversation with political consultants, campaign finance advocates, and journalists after the film shows at the Imagine in Novi. For more information about that, just go to WDET.org slash events. And speaking of the Freep Film Festival, it is now in its fifth year and well underway headed into the weekend. This year, 75 events will happen at 15 venues around the metro area. The festival is heavy on documentary films, and it specializes in films that are about Detroit or created by local filmmakers. We're going to talk with two of those filmmakers today. A little later, we're going to speak with Nicole McDonald, whose film Last Days of Chinatown takes a look at the cast corridor and how it has changed over time. But first, I want to welcome Maya Washington and Jean Washington to the program. Maya Washington's film Through the Banks of the Red Cedar tells the story of her father, Gene Washington, who was an MSU standout and former NFL receiver. It's a film that explores how young black athletes from the South broke the color barrier in college and professional sports. Here's a clip. The Civil Rights Movement was not just about marches and sit-ins and boycotts and protests. It was also about confronting segregation in different spaces. In the Michigan State teams of the 1960s, they confronted segregation on the field physically. They challenged the color line in numerous ways. Duffy Doherty faced criticism. There were people all across America who were watching this and saying, where is this going? Well, it was going to lead to a national champion. It isn't very often that you can put that many superstars together and have it work. But it worked, and it worked well. The part that really reflected what this great experiment of Duffy Doherty's was all about was the National Football League draft. For one school to have the number one, number two, number five, number eight picks, unprecedented. I never really developed an appreciation for football. My dad didn't show me the game. He didn't sit me down in front of the TV and explain how football works. I wish we could have had the moments that we're having now when I was a kid. You might have a chance to make up for that. We had something very powerful. And it did expose me to things that, had I not played, I wouldn't be able to experience. We wanted to prove to ourselves and to everybody around the country that we could uh, we could be the best. Without that opportunity, I, I never would have made it because of the segregation. I want to welcome Maya Washington, the, uh, the director of Through the Banks of the Red Cedar, to the program. Maya, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, thank you so much for having us. Sure. And also Gene Washington, a former Michigan State standout and NFL wide receiver. Gene, welcome to Detroit Today. Well, thank you. Thank you. Glad to, glad to be on with you. Yes. Thank you. It's really great to hear from both of you. Uh, Maya, let, let's start with uh, you describing what the audience will see when they go see this movie this weekend. What is this film about? 
Well, what uh, the audience will see is a father-daughter story. Um, prior to 2011, when I sort of started uh, down this path, I, I really didn't know much about football. I definitely didn't know much about my dad's career because all of the college and pro career was over before I was born. And so uh, what you'll see is my um, attempting to connect to my dad through football and in that process, learning about this uh, amazing history and, and what happened at Michigan State uh, between 1963 and 1967, uh, as well as my dad's early years uh, at the Minnesota Vikings as um, a professional uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, what made you want to tell this story? Was it more the personal side of the story of your, of your dad, or was it uh, this, this larger narrative about breaking the color barrier in both college and uh, pro sports? Well, I think the thing that really drew me to the story and, and this process was the history. Um, you know, to, to grow up with my dad, um, you know, we didn't spend too much time apart growing up except for maybe when I went to summer camp or <laughs> college. But, um, he, you know, we sort of had a very pragmatic uh, relationship and, uh, it was astounding to me when um, Bubba Smith passed away, and it was the first time I started to really hear the details of how my dad got his scholarship to Michigan State, that it was the Smith family that recommended him. And so that's what uh, fascinated me most, and that's what kept me going for all these years that I've been uh, working on the film, was really making sure that this history, which has been well-documented in sports um, journalism as well as some really terrific uh, books that exist about the time period. Um, but we hadn't really seen this story on film. And so the father's daughter uh, was sort of a way to get into it, sort of a creative device and, and a way to hopefully, uh, you know, keep the attention and interest um, of younger audiences mm -hmm. who aren't familiar with this story. We sort of bring it to uh, the present day so that it all kind of, you know, it's tied together that what happened 50 years ago is, is very much relevant uh, today. So it was definitely this history and a desire to make sure that my dad and these other really amazing men who, who did an amazing thing <laughs> had a platform for their voice, for their story. Sure, sure. Uh, Gene Washington, your name is uh, familiar of course, to lots of people in the Detroit uh, area who are Spartan fans, uh, uh, but but I'm not sure that people always uh, recognize the the, the story uh, that that accompanies your uh, your playing at state, uh, how you got there. Uh, it's a really inspiring story, and I think one of the things that's inspiring about it, <clears throat> for me at least, is. Uh, this is something that unfolds in the mid-1960s, uh, and that seems, I think, in a lot of people's minds, late for these things to have to have been happening. But, but for instance, uh, you grew up in Texas uh, and lived through uh, a segregated childhood uh, there before you came to Michigan State. Yeah, uh, that, that's right. And uh, uh, one of the things that uh, that the film talks about, the documentary talks about, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, at the time that we were uh, 65, uh, 66, when we were national champions, undefeated season, mm -hmm. uh, undefeated Big Ten, all of that was happening at a time when Dr. Martin Luther King was really uh, uh, 
doing the, doing the nonviolent uh, protests, if you will, and all kinds of things were happening in the civil rights area. And my teammates, uh, most of my teammates from the South, there was George Webster, of course, who was our linebacker, and Bubba Smith and myself, and uh, Charles Thornhill. So we had a lot of uh, black players on our team, and it was really a family-type thing. And, and we were a lot of credit to Duffy Doherty, our coach who was recruiting uh, very heavily down in the uh, in the Texas area where all of, where, where everything was completely segregated. Uh, Biggie Mon was the athletic director at the time, and also President Hanna. And uh, President Hanna, the president of the university, he was the first civil rights uh, commissioner. Yes. And very, very close uh, relationship with Dr. Martin Luther King. And so it, it was really, really nice and wonderful that uh, that they gave they gave all of us an opportunity from the, the, the Southern players. They gave us an opportunity to, to go to Michigan State. Uh, it was a very welcoming community. And clearly, uh, being national champions and Big Ten champions, see, we, we could not play uh, Southern teams because the Southern teams were all segregated. It was only white teams. So so I couldn't, uh, University of Texas, uh, University of Alabama, Mississippi, LSU, all of the Southern teams we know now, uh, they had no black students on their campus. And, of course, they had no black athletes also. So, so we, we did all of this at a time. We were in the middle of the civil rights movement, and uh, there was a lot of things going on in the country, but I'm so proud that Michigan State gave us that opportunity to, to play on the campus. And one of the things I'm most proud that from an education standpoint, while all of, all of this was happening, we were able to complete our education. And I think that's the most important thing to me. Right. Uh, so the f- the first time you sat in a class with white students, the first time uh, you you experienced that kind of integration was in East Lansing uh, in in the mid nineteen sixties. Talk about that transition. Uh, how how that how that was how that felt uh, to you in the in the mid nineteen sixties. Well, well it, it, it was quite an experience for me personally and for a lot of my teammates who went through the same thing is that uh, prior to going to Michigan State, we had no, I had no personal relationship with any white person, if you will. Uh-huh. And my first time in a restaurant situation was on our campus at Kellogg Center, and I had never been in the front door of a restaurant. And, of course, having somebody away from serving me, which was, uh, which was quite surprising and <laughs> and uh, but but the the other the other part is that uh, Michigan State the students uh, we 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 never had any 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 problem whatsoever and I was amazed at the size of the classes we we had about we had about seventy five hundred freshmen uh, that year and my hometown was only six thousand people and so it was quite quite unusual and it was quite quite an experience. Uh, being surrounded by that many people, and, and, and the majority of the people happened to be white. But most importantly, uh, Duffy, Duffy Doherty was our father figure, and, and he made it so and made sure that uh, from an academic standpoint, we were right on schedule and that we, uh, uh, so he made us feel real comfortable. So, so I would say the whole athletic community, the whole university made me especially uh, feel very comfortable uh, in that situation in regard to going to classes and and doing my studies. Yeah. 
Uh, this is Detroit Today uh, on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Maya Washington. She's a filmmaker and director of Through the Banks of the Red Cedar, which premieres tomorrow at the Freep Film Festival at 1.30 at the Detroit Film Theater at the Detroit Institute of Arts. Also with us is Gene Washington. He's a former Michigan State standout and NFL wide receiver. She is Maya. He is Maya Washington's father. And the subject of Through the Banks of the Red Cedar, we're talking about that story of black athletes from the South who were recruited north to places like Michigan State University to break through the color barrier that had existed uh, since the beginning of the sport and uh, led to the integration of the sport, not just at the college level, but also at the NFL level. Uh, Gene, I want to ask you about uh, what you experienced when you got to the NFL. Uh, was that different than what you experienced uh, at Michigan State, uh, or were you similarly sort of uh, breaking new ground? Oh, well, I, yes, I, I was breaking new ground, of course. Uh, uh, it was very similar to what I experienced at Michigan State. And uh, now the, 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 the toughest part for me, all the time I was at Michigan State and all the time I played with the Minnesota Vikings, my my hometown area where I was from was still segregated. And so we still had that separation. And, of course, the civil rights movement, the civil rights uh, uh, in 1964 uh, was passed. But in the meantime, in terms of the integration of the colleges and universities, uh, that was still going on. So in pro football, uh, we still had some concerns in regard to uh, there were there were some concerns in terms of, of pairing up teammates, but with the Vikings and in in our situation, I, I experienced nothing like that. Uh, it was a family atmosphere with the Vikings, and uh, Brett Grant was our head coach, and we were able to uh, uh, play in the Super Bowl. I had the opportunity to play in the first Super Bowl. Right. But, uh, the, year, the years that uh, that I was with the Vikings, we. We won the Central Division almost every year, and so I just had a great experience. And the, the whole community of the Twin Cities uh, is, a, is is a great area, and I still I still live in the Twin Cities, and so I was just very fortunate between Michigan State and then, of course, coming up to the Vikings. I just had it was just a wonderful uh, situation for me. Yeah, yeah, uh, Maya, I'm curious about how. Perhaps uh, making this film and now showing it is changing maybe the relationship that you have with with your dad. I, I, I can imagine that uh, that a project this intense uh, has some effect on the way you guys relate to each other. Absolutely. I think that has been the, um, you know, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow <laughs> is... Um, <laughs> It, it's just really awesome. I think I spend um, more time, you know, talking to my dad and connecting with him. We talk a few times a week. We're on these road trips. We've been visiting a few college campuses, and here we are flying to Detroit um, uh, this weekend. And so um, it's just such a gift. I'm, I'm so grateful um, that, you know, uh, despite the fact that we lost you know, Bubba Smith in 2011, I feel like he gave us another, another blessing, uh -huh. you know, um, that the first blessing was, you know, a series of events that ended up changing 
my father's life um, and inadvertently mine. But now, um, because of his inspiration, you know, I embarked on this journey and it's just awesome, you know, to, <laughs> to, to be able to call my dad and, and talk about football and, and he calls me and, <laughs> and we're connecting. And, um, you know, just before we got on with you, you know, we, we checked in with each other and stuff like that. So um, it's just been uh, such a blessing. And I really would encourage people, whether you're a filmmaker or not, um, if your um, elders uh, are still around, make sure you, you, you find out about their history, find yeah. out where they came from. Um, there's so much to learn uh, from those who came before us, and it can lead to just such just such awesome uh, connection and bonds. Um, you know, certain things, my dad will just start telling me stories. I, I'm still learning things about my dad, <laughs> you know, even after the, you know, the film is done, but um, this this additional time that we get to spend um, bringing the film to audiences is just really special. So sure. um, that's that's the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, um, uh, Jean, I wonder uh, what what your reaction was when you learned that Maya wanted to make this film about your story. Well, I, I, I was very excited, kind of surprised at first, but in the <laughs> meantime. Uh, uh, she, she's, she's right. I, I didn't share a lot about my football career and the stories that I share with her. But, but one, one, one of the things that uh, that I'm so proud after going through all of this is that now, uh, you know, you think about Michigan State and and, and Coach D and Mark D'Antonio, our football coach, and the, the team at Michigan State and what the, the team is going through and all of that and has gone through. But she she knows uh, uh, people on Michigan State's campus, uh, the athletic department. Uh, when I talk, when I think about the National Football League, she knows people at the office in New York. <laughs> uh, because of the Vikings, she knows people at the Vikings and all. Now this is this is 50 years after my career. Right. <laughs> as, as, as a matter of fact, uh, while while some people might remember me, but. Uh, she she is very well known as Jean Washington's daughter, and uh, and so when I'm I'm traveling around wherever I go, the first thing they ask me is, "Where is Maya? <laughs> Where's your daughter?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so so she she's been very devoted to this project, and I, and I'm just just so proud that she's she's doing that. And uh, you know, every, every day is a gift, and 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 and, and I'm so proud, and it's nice to be remembered. But uh, the most most important thing, I just had some very very outstanding teammates, and I was blessed to to be surrounded by some good people, uh, good football players, just good people. And and the, the university, the Minnesota Vikings, you got the National Football League, and then I have a lot of friends with the Hall of Fame Foundation. Uh-huh. Uh, after being elected and inducted into the um, Hall of Fame, and, and Maya know all of those people, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Maya Washington, filmmaker and director of Through the Banks of the Red Cedar, and Gene Washington, former MSU standout and NFL wide receiver. Thanks, both of you, for being here on Detroit Today. 
Well, thank you. Yes. And congratulations you. on the film. If you want to see Through the Banks of the Red Cedar as part of the Detroit or the Freep Film Festival, you can see it at 1.30 p.m. on April 14th. That's tomorrow, Saturday, at the Detroit Film Theater at the DIA. You can also see it at 1 p.m. on Sunday, April 15th at the Imagine Theater in Royal Oak. Coming up, we're going to talk about another documentary screening during the Free Film Festival this week. This one is about the history of Detroit's Cass Corridor. And don't forget, if you have to miss any of today's conversation for any reason, you don't have to miss out. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Download and subscribe to Detroit Today. You can take us with you and listen whenever you like. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.